Oh, so I do have to... I thought I was getting out of having to say suck. <laughs> suck, 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 suck. Growler Media presents Joe versus the Minute. Welcome back to Joe versus the Minute, the Movies by Minute podcast that analyzes the 1990 film Joe versus the Volcano. One makes you question all your life choices minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm with Jarf. me as always. Oh, <laughs> I'm jumping no. in too early, Jarf. Okay, it was worth it for that. And we are rejoined today by Jonathan and Tabitha. Welcome, guys. Yay. Yeah, glad to be back. Thanks for not sucking my life away. <laughs> <laughs> I recently had the life-affirming opportunity to go to Portland and meet a bunch of Movies by Minute podcasters, including Jonathan and Tabitha. Yay! So I was feeling pretty good about my life choices. <laughs> Very yeah, good. we got to live together for like two days something. Yeah, two days. Yeah. She was like in the bedroom next door. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was all good. It was very good. It was awesome to meet you. Yeah, being there was being there made coming back to work on Monday very difficult for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I felt all lonely. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were so many less people to talk to. <laughs> but we're here. We're talking to each other. I can I can hear you. I can taste you. Yeah, that's gross. Sharp <laughs> save me. What's this minute about? <laughs> This minute is also about something gross because minute 23 starts with Joe making sucking noises at the light bulbs and it ends with Joe explaining why he put up with this job for so long. Now for as uncomfortable as you are talking about this, this is an iconic moment from this movie. (laughs) I like that he uses the word suck and maybe it's just inherent in the word itself, but he, like like you said, he, he does make sucking sounds, but he's also saying the word suck. So he's he's like using the word to make the sound of what it means. And I, I like that. It's very comic booky. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like it. I feel very bad that I guessed wrong on the name. It's Frank. I think I was right before when I looked it up because I remember looking up his name using this line. <laughs> Now, see, I was trying to find that, too. He does say Frank, and they show this guy, but Mm -hmm. on certain places online, they were attributing the name Frank to Mr. Watori. So it's Frank Watori. That's what I was thinking when I first saw it, too. I thought he was calling Mr. Watori by his first name. Then later, Mm. he says Mr. Watto Watori or whatever. That's that's next minute. Oh, sorry. Scratch that from the record. (laughs) It's organic to the conversation. I understand. So I don't, I I saw this as like, I don't know, is he just making fun of his last name and repeating it twice? I don't even know. And then I was just remembering that you said Frank for this. I was all confused, but I like, we're just going to call him Frank, right? Yeah, I've always taken it to be that Frank is that guy. Because he responds, he's like, the coffee, it's like, and he's nodding, like, Okay, I am taking in your critique. Not sure what I can do about it. (laughs) I don't know how many guys you work with, Tierney, but Mm -hmm. in my experience, we don't take constructive criticism this generously. So (laughs) that, I think, is a vote against him being frank. I thought he was nodding in affirmation, yes, I agree, the coffee stinks. So I'm kind of coming around to the idea that Frank is Mr. Rotori. What? And, in, and I have to insert the sound of my mind exploding. It has <laughs> never occurred to me 
that there was any interpretation other than he says, and Frank, and the guy nods, and then he talks about the coffee. Because until wow. the moment that you're talking about him being Frank, I also thought it was Mr. Waturi. So then, yeah, I thought that that co-worker guy, we could call him Larry now? I don't know. But that he was just nodding in, you know, like, it was the first time he's ever stood up, you know, in agreement against Mr. Waturi that, like, yeah. Yeah, the coffee sucks. And that was... Wow. It sucks, 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 sucks. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, mm, I'm now torn because I see that I, I was like, but there's no way Mr. Watori makes the coffee. And then I'm like, but is he the sort of petty power hungry person who would make sure he got in first to start the coffee? That's right, because the coffee machine is way too complicated for someone like Joe or or Dee Dee to handle. (laughs) (laughs) And definitely Larry. Yeah. See, I'm on board with you calling him Larry, but I like... I like thinking that Frank is Mr. Watori because I kind of like the idea of, of this other guy not having a name at all. Like going along with the whole going along with the whole fairy tale thing that mm-hmm. some people only get first names, some people may only be really known by last names and some people don't get any name at all. Like I just like So the then idea they get a name by description of what they do? Yeah, like, but apparently he doesn't make the coffee so he doesn't do anything. He just nods. Just He's just nod. nod. nodding man. Yeah. He's like an NPC in a video (laughs) game that they'll only if you interact with them will they do something. Otherwise, they'll just mill around and depending on the quality of the game, possibly just walk (laughs) themselves into a corner. I'm sticking with Frank because I just Mr. Watari is just Mr. Watari to me. And I think this little speech is why. And the God bless Dan Hadea for his acting in this minute. It is so good. When Joe is brushing his shoulder and he looks at the hand. He points with the hand. Watch it, Joe. There's a lady. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's funny. And and I noticed before he brushed it off, I was like, he has dandruff. Is that dandruff on his? shoulder and i was like it is he's brushing dandruff joe is brushing dandruff off his shoulder that's so gross I, maybe this will be like the, the contention minute and we'll argue oh what is it things. not is it like asbestos I, or something i think it's i think it's just dust i think we get getting right back into that fairy tale thing of like everything's like an allegory or a symbolism and like i think ah. i think mr F- mr F- frank watori is uh he just represents unmoving, like, like life is just stagnant, like this whole thing is stagnant. It's a machine that's moving, but none of the parts are really going anywhere. You know, so like he's a, like a growing logs, collecting around. dust. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. And Joe's brushing it off. Like, wake up, Mr. Watori. Yeah. And it's funny because Dee Dee has such great reactions to what he's saying, but she stays in her chair. Like you said, like, I could see that, like, things are moving. He is moving within this, and she is reacting to him. She's not ignoring what he's saying. And she looks so much more alive. She looks more vibrant, but she stays sitting in that chair. She doesn't actually get up and move. So Mm. I like that idea. And I'm definitely with you on Dan's acting because clearly nobody's ever stood up to him like this before. He was such an effective bully when everyone was cowed, but now that Joe's made this turn, he really does not know what to do. And and he looks at times terrified. Oh, yes. Oh, it's fantastic. It's every employee of a bad boss's dream to drop the S word and then just completely ignore everything. You know, after he responds to, don't you think I know there's a woman present? He might as well not be there. (laughs) 
He does not need to be there for this speech. Now Joe is just musing to himself. See, I also think to go along with it, I think Mr. Bertori is such a a part of the machine that it's not even just that he's not even I don't think he's a typical bully. I think that that's just like the role he plays to keep everyone in line. And Joe is going off script and he doesn't Mm -hmm. know that he doesn't know anything outside of the machine. So he like he doesn't even know how to interact with Joe at this point. Are you saying that Joe is Neo? Well, we got the right coloring in this moment, I guess, for that. Yeah? We just got to see Mr. Wittori shoot a gun at him. <laughs> like, Neo would ever nonchalantly dust dust or dandruff off someone's shoulder while not even looking. That's right. There is no dust. <laughs> <laughs> We're all wrong. There is no Frank. <laughs> okay, so the whole do you think I didn't notice scene and him Aww. talking about DD talking She's like- so- And she's delighted and flattered by it. So how did you feel about that? It's a weird way to flirt. (laughs) It definitely, the the text of it could certainly backfire. It's the road not taken that he said, not that I've done anything about it. It's that he's always noticed her, that they've always done their little weird flirting, not flirting conversations. And now he's finally saying like, and I blew it. Yeah, I didn't mind it. And I thought, I don't know, he's all fired up. And so he's just blurting out anything. You know, if anybody says anything, he's just going to blurt out anything that he's feeling and that's on his mind. And so this is a, he's just laying it all out there. This is unfiltered Joe. Yes. yes. If this had been written, if, if I can taste her like sugar on the tip of my tongue had been written in a letter, that is a very different vibe. But since he is <laughs> right. just speaking off the cuff, it's not creepy. Because he's he's listing off different senses. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in like this gross environment where, you know, everything's kind of dulled and drugged and, you know, put down. And so he's saying like, yeah, when he's around her, like all of his senses are alive. Like she is kind of the bright, like you said in uh, Monday's minute, you know, it, she is kind of the bright spot in the room. And uh, he's kind of like her lamp. And so, you know, he does notice. He does. And when he does, he feels alive. Well, not to, since you brought up the lamp, I I think uh, isn't, let's see, I forget their names already. But Patricia, her dress, I think, is somewhat similar to the dress on the lady on the lamp. Uh-huh. But you guys will cover that much later. So <laughs> Watch for it. Watch for it. <laughs> Fashion watch. <laughs> I just love the way Dee Dee like sits up because at first she, like you said, she's kind of cowering, but almost laughing at what he's saying. But then when he starts talking about her, she has that moment where it flashes. She's like, what, what, why are we talking about me? What's going on? Oh God, he's coming over. What's happening? But then he starts flattering her and she just, she's smiling. She sits up straighter. By the time he leaves her desk, she's like playing with her hair. It's so sweet. The transformation in her all within a few seconds. I'm slightly impressed that Mr. Watori even said, watch it, there's a lady present, that <laughs> he even, like, acknowledges her as being any different than just a worker in his mm-hmm. office. I think that's part of the, going back to my, like, he's just part of the machine. I think that's, everyone's got their secretary, and, you know, I think that's just the whole vibe. And your language can't get too colorful, you know, because there's a lady <laughs> present. Doesn't We're not going to consult the lady. We're just going to. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's true. Good point. I wonder, as a child, what I thought was going on here, because I certainly didn't know to what Joe was referring. 
And I think in my mind, I had conflated that and Mr. Waturi said that to the S word because I understood that that was bad to say. <laughs> I don't think I was getting references to used rubbers as a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says it very quick too. I think it's... Yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, he said... Joe, oh, and Mr. Waturi threatens him with the arm when he swears. And then I was watching this minute by minute. I'm like, nope, missed that <laughs> reference. <laughs> There was a Simpsons joke about that, but one of the like elderly characters picks up a rapper and part of the word is cut off and he says, latex condo. Someday I'd love to live in one of those. <laughs> 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 but young Tierney didn't, that was nope. over her head. Didn't get that one either as a child. You'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> So I, I don't think we told you this back on Monday, but College Jarf saw this movie for the first time, but it was Lil Tierney that, that saw this. So we had very different experiences with this fairy tale. <laughs> As we should. And that makes us such good podcasting partners. Oh, <laughs> shucks. Now, I do have uh, two things in this minute that kind of somewhat relate, and I'll have to take you a little bit down the road, to how they relate to the two podcasts that I've done. Gonna lace up my sneakers. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Mr. Watori is holding a fake arm. If you look close, I think you can tell that it's a left arm. If you've seen the movie UHF at the very beginning, when they do the Indiana Jones parody, one of the guides, one of the people that's on the track with him, goes to shoot him with a Liz left arm. And then Weird Al's character whips his arm off and a right arm falls to the ground. So this is the missing left arm that we were, what we should have gotten. Wow. Because uh, as far as Weird Al knows, that that was just a gaffe. That wasn't a, it wasn't part of the joke. It was just a goof that it was a left arm to a right arm. So here's our missing left arm. My other nice. connection point is when he says the coffee tastes like arsenic. And the Princess Bride, you know, he's got the, uh, the poison yes. that's odorless <laughs> and tasteless and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Well, arsenic, which is funny that he says it tastes like arsenic because arsenic has no taste, which I guess is still, he's not wrong to say that, I guess. Everyone but, who's seen Flowers in the Attic knows that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, Tabitha knows. I have no All idea. All girls know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know that oh. one. Oh. I've never heard of it. I didn't know they made a movie of it. I can oh, picture yes, the book with the little panel. And yeah. No, they looking. made a movie that, anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it another time. I'm so that only, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not mean to scene. derail. <laughs> Tierney's brand is boldly proclaiming a reference she expects everyone to get. Which <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's really true. <laughs> <laughs> they recently made a movie of it in 2019, that I, or 2014, which I definitely did not see and I don't know if I approve of. I am thinking of the 1987. It might even be made for television. But wow, just never mind. You know what? I'll just drop a link in. It's all good. Continue your conversation. <laughs> uh, where were we? Arsenic. Arsenic. <laughs> arsenic. Yeah, no, uh, I thought also the arsenic connection was interesting knowing that Joe is a hypochondriac because one of the symptoms of arsenic is a constant sore throat. And one ways you can test for arsenic is with your urine. And he mentions that in the, the doctor's appointment. Hmm. Oh, that's they, right. He's like a problem with my urine. Yeah. And then uh, one way people get arsenic poisoning is from industrial runoff and just, you know, industrial environments. Interesting. Hmm. So maybe there is arsenic in the coffee. Maybe. Yikes. So Mr. Waturi was trying to do like his own battle of wits. Maybe. 
Maybe he's a Sicilian with death on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's his cultural background? He I don't could know. Be Sicilian? It looks like he could be, yeah, Italian or something. Mm-hmm. Any more connections there? Or is that? Uh, no, no, that, that's it. That's pretty cool. There are major spoilers in the Wikipedia article on the 1987 movie, Flowers in the Attic, just to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> but I've already ruined it by mentioning that arsenic is involved, so I'm sorry for there anyone who feels that I ruined that big reveal. <laughs> What's Flowers in the Attic about? No, no, no. This is the beginning of... A speech that I have given in my brain many times to many different bosses where he says, basically, I mean, we're going to get the line that really like stabs me in the heart tomorrow or on Friday. But when he starts talking about why has he been here for $300 a week? Have you guys done any? uh, Well, I guess I don't know if he's mentioned it before our minutes, but the $300 a week going back to 1990 money. Mm, is Is that high, low or I mean, I imagine it's not very high at all. But well, I looked and the minimum wage in 1990 was $3.80. So if he's making $300 a week, take home. Let's say maybe he was making like $400 gross before taxes or anything. That takes him to about $10 an hour. And the median wage or the median income, I'm trying to remember, was about 30 some thousand. I don't know, which would take you down to about $14 an hour. I'm probably doing all my math wrong. Take you down? Uh, yeah. I'm I don't even know. Up or down? I don't know. But he's, <laughs> he's on the low end all right. of payment. This would be, according to dollartimes.com, this would be making almost $600 a week. That's not bad. That's not too bad. No, that's, that's about normal, I think. So maybe I'm showing my bias. But... Jenny's like, yes, I'd sell my soul for that amount in today's dollars. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Odds my boss listens to this podcast. <laughs> it's probably decent for a job that you don't absolutely hate, but uh, yeah, to, yeah. To, con- to continue on in such a... Well, and it's the difference of sold myself to you for $300 a week. Plus, in the the last minute, he mentions that he's been there for four and a half years and basically has only done like half a year's worth of work. And (laughs) the rest of it's just, you know, nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. In some cases, I could see that being a great job for somebody who would just like, oh, this this job doesn't require much of me. Great. Yeah. I would recommend that Joe start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then he won't need to worry about all that free time at work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's probably, he was probably getting paid like an average pay. But for average pay, this still isn't worth just the life-sucking. Yeah, no. No job that you're getting paid is worth a life-sucking drain. It doesn't matter how much it is, even if it's a good wage. It's not worth it. But I'm sure they're not paying good wages at this place. Probably just enough that it might be better than some other places to keep people, maybe, but not good. Yeah, that's the thing. A, a good, good, decent wage, nice benefits for the time and era. Obviously, he's, you know, had to use up his savings beyond his insurance, but he's probably a rare case of that. Mm-hmm. That's how they get you. That's how corporate America gets you. So based on everything that he says in the speeches this week, what do you think is the worst aspect of his job? Is it the physical environment, the fluorescent lights, the dreary colors? It's the giving up on your dreams to sit in an office all day. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's probably just the environment of this building 
for him. So even if Watori was not so overbearing and he had more ownership of his job, just being in this space would be enough to make him miserable? I think so. It'd be enough to make me miserable. And I think the contrast between his old job of being a firefighter with this is just, it's too big a leap for Joe. Yeah. So I've worked for the same business for a couple of years now, probably three, three going on four years. When I started, my office, the space that it was in, because it's just me in the office, the space that I was in was like in an inner room of a building. And so my only light would be, you know, it had one of those skinny windows next to the door. So my only light would be to leave my door open. And then the window across the hallway might bring a little natural light into me. Um, The only natural light or, you know, that skinny window. It was always cool in the building because I was in the center of it. So, you know, even in the summer, I'd be wearing a sweatshirt and have a blanket on my lap. And it was just depressing. And I spent you know, a whole summer when it's warm outside being cold with a blanket and a sweatshirt in my office. And then that winter, we moved my office to my house. And it just made a huge difference, you know, in that it's warm. I'm right next to a window, you know, just that environment. I'm still working the same job. And I like my boss. It's a good job for me. But it's just that switch of environment made such a difference in my outlook and attitude Mm -hmm. there's that well good for you maybe that is our (laughs) maybe that's our hashtag wednesday wisdom for this week find find a little bit of comfort in your work that's our wednesday wisdom absolutely (laughs) you need to make your job situation work for you (laughs) or just pick up that lamp and and charge right out yeah bring your blanket to work do what you're gonna do (laughs) Did you have any more notes for minute 23? No. Are you still reading that Flowers in the Attic Wikipedia article? (laughs) I do have a question that I think I already know the answer to, or I think... His name is Frank. He makes the coffee. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What's your question? So he he hasn't approached Dee Dee in any romantic kind of way. I completely understand that that could have just been a personal thing, that he just didn't take that personal chance. Do you think they have any company rules against them dating? Because all of this conversation is couched in that whole, like, I sold my soul to you for 300 Like, do you think him not dating Dee Dee is also part of that $300 a week deal? Hmm. I, I tend to think no. So this came out 1990, so late 80s. And it's a pretty big factory, but the advertising team is pretty small. So I don't imagine them having that kind of strict corporate structure where they would say there's no fraternizing allowed. What, are, what do you think, Terry? I'm not tyranny, but I'll say my opinion. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I, for the <laughs> no, record, okay. I said that before you. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I, I think Mr. Waturi would probably put the kibosh on that if they started, you know, being all cheery in his office, just like he did with the lamp. He'd probably mm. make up some rule. Yeah. And, uh, say like nope this isn't happening it's it's against it's now against policy yeah i think there isn't a rule only because no one has ever felt the stirrings of lust in this building (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know he's talking about he can hear the fabric of her dress moving that like that's some daredevil ish right there (laughs) he's definitely tuned in those fluorescent lights give him heightened senses (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I I am good. I'm going to go be a good worker tomorrow. I should say, like, I really love being a librarian. So, and the firm I work for is a lovely business. I just didn't really think through what I wanted to do with my life because most people don't <laughs> in their 20s. And then you wake up in your 30s and you're like, oh, I guess this is what I do now. And then you go to Oregon and you're like, but but this is so much more fun. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I saw pump up the volume in high school. And so I went to college because I wanted to be a DJ. And instead, I do something completely different, which I do also love. But here we are. I'm doing a podcast. You, you got on big headphones and you feel at home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking into a microphone. Things have a way of working themselves out. Yeah, I'm a nurse. Well, I have a degree in nursing. That's what I went to college for. And I don't like it. So I don't... <laughs> I don't, it's not for me. And so I haven't worked nursing in a long time. And I'm happy about that. And you have a window. So it's all working And out. I have a window and a flexible job. Yeah, the fluorescent lighting of hospitals probably wouldn't go over well with your brain. Yeah, yeah. It was just too much pressure for me, like keeping people alive. And it's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> Administrative work is more down my alley. I like that. (laughs) And guesting on podcasts. What a combination. Yeah. Uh, Jarv, did you have anything else? No, I didn't. I think we really covered Minute 23 well. All right. But we'll definitely be back on Friday. Jonathan and Tabitha, can you join us again on Friday? Definitely. Sure will. Definitely. We've got a big rant to, to complete here on Friday. So where shall we go, Tierney? Away from the things of man, of course. I watched this movie as a child, and I thought I internalized its lessons, but maybe I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) She she likes to riff on him. That's why I like to throw it to her, see what she does. Sometimes what I do is have an existential crisis. It's all good. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.